0: ACC 2024 schedule has been released. We'll talk about your biggest matchups, your mid-offs, and your sleepers here on today's show.
1: You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast
0: Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download and subscribe to the pod from anywhere. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the 2024 schedule release for ACC football. We've got your biggest matchups, your mid-offs, and your sleepers. we will explain all of that, but we want to make sure that you guys are tapped into our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit Vandal.com slash on to get started today. All right, let's get into things, shall we? Kenton, 2024 schedule is out. Let's talk about the fact that some schools had a pretty solid schedule, right? Holding it down for the fourth, highs, lows, and in between. Some schools less than stellar schedules, but we're going to make a shake.
1: You know, it's schedule day and optimism floats eternal in every program in ACC right now. You know why? Because every program is undefeated. Every single program has not taken a single loss in the 2024-2025 season yet. So everybody believes this is our year. This is our year. We had some fans coming at us yesterday from a fan base. So I was just like, you sure about that? You sure about that? In terms of whether or not they were going to be good next year. But it's that time of the year. Everybody's undefeated. Everybody's got a shot. Everybody looks at their schedule and says, we're better than that team, that team, that team, that team. Check that as a win. Check that as a win. And that's time.
0: Sure. You also have some teams who are saying, thank God we have this team, this team, and this team, because I don't know what we're going to be. And I just feel like if we could squeak away with five to six and get to a bowl, we'll be good to go. Am I right?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's a thousand percent of the thing. Anybody who tells you that there are not teams that look at their schedule and they're like, whew, thank God it's a two pack of me. This is this is what I needed. You know, they, they'd be lying to you. And the reality is looking at these schedules and looking at, some of the teams that we're going to talk about today because let's just be honest we will not get around to everybody everybody will not be You know
0: there's a game. long off season right like there's a yeah. whole thing where like basketball I know people forget that but sometimes we still like have to cover basketball there's a whole thing like come April 10th let's say to like August July really We have so much content to go over. We have 17 teams to go game by game, win, loss, what they're going to do, all the predictions. It's going to be a long one. So if you're over here thinking we're going to go each and every game, Hate to break it to you. That's not the show. We're going to give you the top matchups. We're going to give you the mid-offs. And we're going to give you the sleepers. All right. So top matchups, right? Games that we feel like are going to be heavy hitters. Ones that's going to maybe put the league on the map. Maybe ones that, you know, we really feel like each team is going to come give their best of the best. You can't mess around. All of those things. Good vibes only. We kick off in Ireland. Okay. Luck of the Irish. Florida State and Georgia Tech. August 24th. That's a good one. Many reasons why, but a Georgia Tech team that's steadily improving, a Florida State team that's, you know, got shit, right? They have to be in this conference right now. They have to play, but they're going to play a team that's ready to show and prove that they are good. And the Yellow Jackets are ready to do just that. Your thoughts, Kenton?
1: I'm ready to see some river dancing and some football.
0: That's okay. what I'm ready to
1: see out of this one. Okay. That's
0: Irish river dancing is a thing.
1: I'm ready to see. An amazing display by these two teams because this is a week zero game, if I am uh, correct here. Correct. And as much as everybody swears we know about these two teams, Georgia Tech is the team of, hey, that they're going in the right way. There's a culture built. There's all those good things. Florida State is a team where rightfully or wrongfully, the perception of them is what type of culture do you all have? How invested are your players in playing at your university not just playing and making a paycheck how invested are they in wearing the spear on their helmet? how invested are they Is a serious question there and even beyond that as much roster turnover as you had i mean your top two rushers from last year gone your top two receivers from last year your top tight end from last year your defensive end who was all american all world probably going to be a top 10 draft pick is gone. Your starting defensive tackle is gone. Your starting Mike linebacker is gone. And so you're asking yourself, how well do you replace all those pieces? There has to be an answer in there somewhere for Florida State, especially given that this Georgia Tech team is not going to roll over or uh, give, give an inch or give quarter in this game.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. Let's talk about not only with week zero, that's starting out being a neutral site, which I feel like is a fair shake. You also have time changes. Anything can happen on that one. I'm sure Commissioner Phils will be traveling and talking about what happened in the last season, how to move forward. And maybe he will learn that this is the time where he has to start his campaign for advocating some of our best programs. Who knows? Who knows how it's going to shake? Let's move on to the next one here. Boston College and MSU, September 21st. Give me the rundown of why you think this is a top matchup.
1: Here's the reason why this is a big game. Boston College is another one of those teams that they are very much so. People are watching them for very different reasons than Georgia Tech and Florida State. Those are supposed to be two top dogs in this thing. People are, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Deadpool or not, but the, the premise is, of the name and of the joke was that they were placing bets on when people were going to get up out the paint and go on to yonder. Well, this is going to be a game that determines. Hey, how good is Halfley? Is he going to get sent off to uh, the get demoted back down to the coordinator ranks after a game like this, where you have a Michigan State team that has a ton of optimism and new coach and all that? The guy that they bought in from Oregon State. Who did good things and whatnot? It's it's gonna be important that Boston College not only is competitive, but I'd argue it's important that they win a game like this.
0: I think you got to do one for the give one for the league, right? I think if you're talking about Big Ten versus ACC and how we're gonna in, end the season with our you know future rankings about how we fared against our other P5s is definitely an important one because it's not necessarily our powerhouse program, but still it helps elevate us as we look towards who's better than so. Totally agree there. November second, we'll see Louisville versus Clemson, which you know traditionally has been an Atlantic Division matchup. Now it's an anybody can get it matchup, and you know Louisville is a good team. Clemson says they're back, has it you know proved with Barrett Carter's return? What do you feel like is going to come out of this game? Way too early to tell. You. you don't have to give me a score prediction or anything like that, but just why is this such a good one?
1: This is important because these are two of the teams that are predicted to be at the top of the ACC. Mm-hmm. These are two of the teams that are, are in that upper echelon where people are looking at them and saying, hey, one of y'all is is going to be in this game. And, and so uh, you look at these two, you look at these two teams and you look at when that game is played in the season. This has the potential to have massive implications on not only the conference, but potentially nationally.
0: A thousand percent agree. Miami and Virginia tech will go down on September 27th. I think this is a good one because there's a lot of expectation for Miami as well as sneakily, a lot of expectations for Virginia tech. We've kind of been ushered into the prize system and we're trying to find a way and reason to give Mario some credit, but we need to see it when it comes to the wins and losses columns. And this one is a good litmus test for both.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing about it is before that game, neither of these teams are exactly playing world beaters per se, right? Like up until that point, the toughest test for Virginia tech is going to be Rutgers up until that point. The toughest test for Miami is going to be maybe Florida, maybe South Florida. I mean, you never know because Billy Napier is this close to being called LinkedIn Billy. So, you know, there's, there's, you're, you're looking at a situation where that game and plus, We've seen fools go before from uh, from Miami beating the SEC team that people maybe thought high more highly of than they should have thought. And so I think that this game here is the first time where both of these teams are going to have somebody test their chin out properly uh, going into this matchup
0: hundred percent agree. Let's talk about the last one. Here's a top matchup. We think that Florida state and Clemson on October 5th will be a big one. We know that Florida state and Clemson have been sort of our top programs as of late. And I think there's going to be no different this season. A lot of energy and where you'll end up at the end of this bad boy certainly will come down to this game here, as well as where you might end up in the college football playoff now that we have 12 teams that could see each other possibly three times for all we know.
1: You know, in the last since twenty eleven, the winner of this game has gone on to win the conference eleven times. The winner of FSU Clemson has gone on to win the conference eleven times. And that's that's just a fact. That's not, you know, that's not about what Ken wants it to be. That's not about what Ken thinks it's gonna be. Go back to twenty eleven, all the way up to twenty twenty three. There has only been one time where somebody who was the winner of this game did not win the conference, and that was when Pitt won it in twenty twenty one. That's it. This game, this has got to be one that if you're a serious person in this conference, you got to have a circle.
0: Yeah totally agree there let's talk about our mid-offs right and I want you to explain what mid-off means because a lot of people are like what the heck kind of word that we coined here on Locked on ACC it's our term for you know less than stellar but we'll talk about it FanDuel as I mentioned is is the topic of today's show the NFL postseason is here we're getting ready for some division championships and FanDuel America's number one sportsbook has got you covered right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet is 150 bucks In bonus bets, win or lose. Same game parlays, new explore tabs, parlay hubs, best way to find popular parlays and more. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a win. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Kenton and I talking through our ACC 2024 football schedule release. We had our top matchups and now we're going to turn mid off. So Kenton, if you could explain what a mid off is per se.
1: Well, let's let's break it down to the epistemology of the phrase. You got to start with mid, right? Mid is like it's not good, it's not bad, it's just kind of man, you know, like like if you've ever had, uh, let's say, a McDonald's food, right? Normally, doesn't taste great, doesn't taste terrible. It's just, oh, you know?
0: hold, 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 hold on now, an
1: know. egg
0: McMuffin is mid. Don't. Oh, you tripping?
1: I want better for you.
0: Chicken nuggets. I want that barbecue sauce, that tangy barbecue want, sauce is mid.
1: I want so much better for you. I've
0: never had a burger from McDonald's, but you trip that steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Boy, please.
1: All right. Steak from McDonald's is insane. And I'm going to mm-hmm. leave that statement right hey, where it is. Hey. But you get I the will point.
0: never eat rib, but I will eat a steak, cheese bagel.
1: You get Although the point. you not
0: ashamed of it.
1: You, you should be. You I bring- ate.
0: That's how I survived Carolina. You know what I mean. Make shame fire. Olympic
1: trials
0: qualifier off the steak egg and cheese. Well, I didn't do the egg, but the steak and cheese bagel.
1: Make shame great again. Bring shame back.
0: You know what? Bring
1: shame. I, Shane
0: I back. feel. I feel none of it. So anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's clear you though. Know. It's mid. clear you though. Know. But anyway, that's the mid portion of it. The mid off is when two people are competing to see who can be more mid. So you know, for example, it's like, oh, McDonald's and Olive Garden are going blow for blow for who has better food. You're
0: coming with the heavy hits Big, of insults today. Oh, Olive Garden used to oh hit. Are you serious? That's a shame and wild. Do you them that all you can eat pasta of the
1: salad, all the endless the endless,
0: of, po- the endless of, salad and the breadsticks before they went real generic and bootleg. Before they went microwave in the back, no chefs involved. They used to, I could mess with some Olive Garden. You playing.
1: Of plain. all the chain restaurants, all the big chain restaurants, Olive Garden is by far the worst.
0: It's, <laughs> honestly, you don't take girls to Cheesecake Factory and it shows. All right. And that's fine. You know what? That's cool. Do do your big one, buddy. I hope I hope your group, Chris Hottie, definitely loves you for you. That's fine. Let's get into these <sighs> mid-offs. The nerd. Bowl. Anyway. The Duke Nerd
1: Bowl Duke and at Northwest.
0: Northwestern on September 7th. This was just off. Can you talk Absolutely. about it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the first mid-off. I mean, Northwestern was much better than they were supposed to be last year. You know how good they were. You know how good they were? They're were in the the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West is, is garbage. It's backwater. It's it's just god awful. I will want it going away last year. So that gives you an implication of what that uh of conf- what that division is about and they won six games last year. Now, granted, it was under tumultuous circumstances. It was a situation where, um, you know, they a lot of things happened with Pat Fitzgerald there and, and all that. And, and you know, I know some fine people in that program. Shout out to fellow cast that graduate, Laura McCree and all that. Love you, girl. But uh, this, you know, this is a game that is, I'm expecting to be very meh. And it's a measuring stick of math, which is the definition of a mid off, because I don't think Duke is going to be much either next year. All
0: right, the disrespect of Duke once again is wild to me, but here we are.
1: Stanford.
0: I see Stanford at San Diego State on November thirtieth. Welcome to the party, Stanford. For those of you don't know, Stanford, SMU, and Cal are in the ACC now. In case you're confused, a mid off because San Diego State's not going to be good, or you just really feel nothing for Stanford. <laughs>
1: Amid off because I was rooting for you, new teams. I was rooting for all of you. I feel like Tyra Banks, when she was telling that young lady, we were all rooting for you mm-hmm. because I put faith in these new teams coming in. And you mm-hmm. know what Stanford does to me? You know what they do to me? One of the greatest rivalries in college football amongst the nerd universities. <laughs> the band is on the field. The band is on the everybody knows what that means. And lo and behold, what does Stanford do? They schedule Cal the week before Rivalry Week. And they schedule San Diego State on Rivalry. I y'all rarely ever bring me, teams rarely ever bring me to, to being about, about right here to curse. By right here to say something because I know my grandma listening and I want to keep it respectful, but I'm finna have to apologize to doors and them because Lord have mercy, how could you dare schedule San Diego State as your last game of the season? Foolishness, mid off.
0: It had to be somebody. All right, Rutgers at Virginia Tech, a Big Ten versus ACC matchup. Why do you feel like it's mid? Because we got to hold it down for the four Okies.
1: Well, at this one, actually, we, we made a slight adjustment in the pre-show that somebody didn't pay attention to. Talk about, you know, who's not paying attention to whatnot. I had this as an actually big game because both of these teams. It's
0: literally listed are, under mid-offs.
1: It literally says big game next to it. It literally, look at the <laughs> word next to Virginia Tech. It says big game. But anyway. I
0: was confused as to well why you said that, but I was like, all right, mid-offs, go ahead.
1: It, it's this to me is a potentially big game because again, like I talked about with Virginia Tech against Miami, this is another one of those games that you know this is is going to be a situation where this is a Rutgers team that's coming off a bowl win against Miami, granted a depleted Miami, but a Rutgers team coming off a winning season. Greg Schiano is there; he is Rutgers. Rutgers is him; he's their guy. But the question is, can is pride in this team mature enough? to handle business in this game and not overlook them going into Miami? That's the question because we've seen it. We've seen it from other teams where you overlook somebody and you take an L to a team that you shouldn't. And that's that's why this is a potential big game, especially because, again, as much as I like Virginia Tech, I'm not going to say they're the most talented team in the world. And so that's they, they need to be locked in and, and locked on this game in particular to get themselves a win.
0: Locked on like that. Wake at UConn, another mid-off, if I got that correct.
1: Yes, you did get that one correct. And, um, you know, any game UConn is in, involved in is generally bordering the mid-off unless they're going to get their heads kicked in. And... Wake well, Force. I just feel
0: like, yeah, Wake Force is one of those where it's going to be a great game, I'm sure, for them. Yeah. But, you know, national relevance, any sort yeah. of, like, moving no. needles – it's not going to do that.
1: No, that needle is staying right where it is. It's I don't know if you've ever driven a truck for, like, one of those companies that keeps it, like, metered so you can only go so fast. But, like, even if you put your foot down through the – like, you stomp it on the pedal. It just goes that speed, and that's what this is. That's what the needle's going to do in this game. I truly don't believe it's a game with any national relevance whatsoever.
0: I don't have my CDL, and I'm very much a damsel in distress. So, no, I don't have that experience. But, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> All right, we got to talk through the rest of these. A sleeper is what we're on next. So there's a plenty of sleeper teams, sleeper games, I should say, that we are excited about because we don't know what we're going to get. It could be spicy. It could be mid. It could be one of the best games of the season. That's why they play the game, and that's, to me, what a sleeper is. Kenton, did I get that right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. Okay.
0: All right. Well, our first sleeper matchup: Georgia Tech at Syracuse on September seventh.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm gonna say this: the Syracuse fans got with me yesterday. Okay, they what? got with me for disrespecting their team yesterday. And this is what I'm gonna say:
0: Did you deserve it?
1: I don't. I don't think I did. Uh, you but... know, I don't think I did. I said it's year one, and we don't have high expectations for them. I. It's the, it, I thought that was facts. I thought that was facts. I like Kyle McCord. I. You know, I don't hate the guy. I, I love Gaston. Anybody who knows me knows this is an Aranda Gaston stand account, baby. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, you need more than that to, to you know, fill out a, a really good rest. And I think they did amazing things in the on defense. But if y'all for real, come on the show.
0: Yeah,
1: Come on the show. Because regardless of what happens to Georgia Tech in that first game, if they win that game, if they lose it by 50, guess what? you still have to show up and beat that team the next week.
0: hundred percent agree. But I also think that for Georgia Tech and Syracuse, there are two, again, mid-range teams that definitely are going to need these, these this specific win to either propel them towards bowl eligibility and you know, a New Year's Six potential bowl made for Georgia Tech if they are that high, or just a confidence boost for Syracuse if they upset what, what will be a really good Georgia Tech team. As we're talking through some sleeper teams, we'd already mentioned Virginia Tech and Miami being a big matchup, but I think it bears repeating that. Why this is so much a sleeper is because the Hokies are, you know, prompted to be a really good program. And I think that Miami too has a lot of expectations and quarterback matchup play is going to be good. Drones versus Cam Ward is going to be exciting. What those defenses bring has – Virginia Tech's defense improved. Certainly going to be something to keep your eye on. And Miami already has a pretty stout defense, but this is definitely one to circle on the calendar.
1: Yeah, uh thousand percent agree. We went over this game earlier, but it's it's in that sleeper category because we could see one of these teams fumble real early and make this game not real. Like, that's that's a very real possibility. That's why this one was big enough to end up in the sleeper and the big game category all at once because there's – There's a world where these two teams walk into it as like, ah, what's going on here? There's a world where it's like, ah, get this off my screen. There's a world where that happens.
0: 100%. I think another sleeper game would be Florida State and Notre Dame. A sleeper and arguably a big game because, you know, Florida State is who they are to us in the ACC at this moment. Very much high on them. Notre Dame said to be a really good program with former Duke uh, Riley Leonard as quarterback and so what Notre Dame will bring a lot you know of expectation is on them I feel like this season with Marcus Freeman I think that this better be one of those they got to be in the conversation years for him to still be a head coach at this end of this bad boy and what better way to prove that than the big upset for them against the Seminoles
1: yeah nobody wants to have their team be outside the top 12 especially not a Notre Dame team that's as storied as they are with the win one for the Gipper and all that type of stuff this is that's a, that's a big-time program that wants big-time things for themselves. But Florida State ain't going to roll over. Florida State is not going to walk out here next year and say, uh, we lost too much. We're okay getting whooped on. We're going to take a nap till we're out the ACC. That's not going to happen. Florida State is going to come in ready to compete and ready to do good things, especially in a game like this. That is going to be a national big-time game.
0: That'll be on November 9th. Last game to talk through Cal at Auburn. Again, Cal is a new ACC team, a sleeper program, because you got to hold one to represent and maybe win one against an SEC program that's done pretty well, Both eligible last year, the Auburn Tigers. And why not come in and you know show yourselves worthy very early on?
1: This is a, and this is also a sleeper game because folks can say what they want about Cal. Last year, this was a one-possession game very, very late. Number one. Number two, as much as people say, oh, Jordan Hare is a whole different beast, you know, you just can't go down there expecting to win. You shouldn't expect to win, but if you prepare the right way, you can get one. Just ask the mighty New Mexico State Aggies. Yeah. So this is a potential sleeper. Cal could do some good things here and put on for the ACC. You know, be good house guests. You know what I mean? Don't don't be the house guest that don't never bring nothing to the pot. Don't you got to bring more than your winning smile. Okay, bring some napkins, bring the pop, bring something.
0: Yeah, 100 percent agree. All right. That is our show for today. Our top matchups, our mid offs and our sleepers. If you have a top matchup, a mid off or a sleeper that we did not mention, please drop it in the comment section of this episode. As we had told you guys, we're going to talk about our friends, our friends and our fans comments from the show on Thursday. So all of this ACC football talk that they've been teasing throughout this week, we're now going to talk to you. So you let us know what we missed. You let us know what you're excited about and all the things in between. This is it. But until next time, Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs got you covered.